Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Where were these rules when I asked for months and months and months, how do we get together? Nobody offered these up. All of a sudden, the rules are being presented. It's, it's weird to me. Yeah, I mean, some of these are great, but clean mail with alcohol wipes? I'm looking at these rules and I'm astounded. Wear mask in public, sanitize hands after shopping, wash hands often, sanitize purchased products and groceries with alcohol wipes before placing inside house, remove shoes outside, change clothing after visiting shops, other homes or businesses, no eating at sit-down restaurants, only takeout, limit shopping, use curbside pickup, two-week quarantine after travel or having visitors, no movie theaters, bars, fitness centers, or restaurants, sanitizing hands, changing clothes after visiting shop. Kids can see friends if maintaining 10-foot social distance and only for limited times, clean mail with alcohol wipes. Okay, so there's the 10 billion commandments of COVID. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Sister Wives Edition. No forward. We just got to get into this web episode. Y'all, the girls are fighting, okay? The girls are fighting. And, oh, uh, okay. Um, the episode starts with Mary. She's like looking over a, a bridge or something. I don't know. And she says that she thinks that after the family moved to Flagstaff, there were, you know, many fractures in the family culture, but COVID just made things exponentially worse. And then we get B-roll of Robin 
trimming the edges with one of those electric yard trimmers and she's in boot cut jeans you guys she's in boot cut jeans and her best daisy fuentes for cole's blouse safety goggles okay and she says that the pandemic has really taken a toll on her and her family and her kids are you know feeling that quite a bit and it's taking a toll (sighs) apparently it has because we get a close-up of robin's daughter all the daughters eating popsicles and it looks like Ariella has acquired some kind of safety scissor or a shear, a pinking shear, I don't know, and has really taken to her bangs. Like, Piper Parabo in the mid-90s, that kind of just blunt chop. I'm not really sure what she was thinking, but it's bold. I mean, the 90s are back, so maybe I'm just not knowing what the kids are up to. Who are me to judge? Anyway, um, Christine says that COVID's definitely put a strain on the family, and Cody's the only ma- family member who goes house to house. So it's done a lot to her for her psyche. Janelle also doing side work um, in an open-toed shoe. She's raking Okay, and she says that she believes COVID has been the worst thing for her family and that if things continue down this path, it could completely wreck the whole family culture. Million dollar question. Do you think that there's anybody in this family who could define exactly what the family culture is? Like, what is this thing that they're reaching for, you know, like it's almost to the point of where people say, I want to get back to the good old days. And then you think, what, when was that good? When was it good for everybody? You know, when, when, what is the culture that you guys are missing? Because you guys say that all this happened when you guys moved to Flagstaff, but then a lot of you say that this happened after you moved to Las Vegas. And a lot of you say, or some of you say, that they didn't like being in the basement like, for, uh, when they were in Lehigh, you, Christine. So when was anybody ever happy? That's my question. And what is culture? Because you guys use it a lot. And I don't think not a one of you could define it. Anyway, Cody... We get our first, like, real scene, and Cody says that he's going to Christine's house to touch base with her um, after she and Isabel have come back from New Jersey for the surgery. So Cody's trying to frame this like he's doing his fatherly duties, but in an interview, Christine says it's been about a week since they got back from New Jersey, and this is the first time that Cody has come over to have a face-to-face conversation. And then she kind of rolls her eyes and she says, you know, about Isabel's surgery like probably the most important thing that's ever happened in her whole life, right? She's sick of him. Done. D-U-N-Z-O. Christine Brown let the chopper spray all through this episode, and we were all uh, not casualties, mass casualties. I mean, I just could not believe, I could believe it. I could believe it. But I just feel so blessed to watch Christine just lay it all out and say what we've all been thinking and saying and tweeting about for years now. It's just such a sweet vindication and I'm loving it. Then Cody says in an interview that Cody has really put his relationship with Christine off track and he's hoping that it will end soon so they can get back to a normal relationship with each other. So he comes over and they sit outside and Cody's asking about how Isabel's doing. And we find out through Christine that 
she's it's not like a every day she's doing better situation she's got good days she's got bad days apparently Isabel's in the woods her recovery is not really what she was thinking it would be and it seems like she's you know frustrated with the whole situation then Christine brings up something that I knew she was going to bring up again because she mentioned it in the last episode in a joking sort of way in front of everybody. But then she tells Cody when they're just one-on-one that like she herself was fine with him not being in New Jersey, but the doctor did seem pretty surprised that he wasn't there. And the Cody says in an interview that there's no going back But like, if he could go back in time, he would have done things differently. But then he says the truth, which is, if Isabel would hurry and recover, then I would just feel so much better about it. Sociopath. No feelings. Narcissist. Monster. Cody Brown. I, like, this is a real truth. Like, the real truth is that, like, he is inconvenienced by the fact that he looks bad by not looking, like, by not being there for his child. So the second thing, because he can't fix that, is that she just feels better so that everybody can move on with their lives and he can forget about it. But because that's not happening, now he's, like, stuck in this trap of, like, oh, I look like a bad guy, but, like, you know, ugh. He's such a dick. Like, he doesn't give a fuck about Isabel and her recovery. He gives a fuck about looking good and looking like the hero. And he can't do that when she's not feeling well. Sick. Sick, twisted bitch. He tells Christine that, you know, it's done. The situation's done and over with. And is like, I just don't want Isabel to resent me for the rest of her life because I wasn't there for her in her most important moment. (laughs) Christine's like, yeah, I hope the same. (laughs) Like, what do you want her to do? If you, if you want to, if you feel bad, why don't you try fixing it with her instead of telling somebody else that you feel bad? Because that does nothing. Anyway. So Christine asks Cody, would you have been there had it not been for COVID? And he's like, yes, totally. And then he tells Christine that the path that they're on is not sustainable and how Now that Christine and the kids are back in Flagstaff, they need to start adhering to the social distancing rules that they had implemented a few months back so that he can start coming back to the house. So Christine pretty much tells him, no, thank you. (laughs) I have no interest in accommodating your rules because you're really not around enough for me to like change my whole life for you eventually coming over for a couple hours and fucking around on your phone, which we find out about later. So... You know, I could surround my children with people who, when they see them, they enjoy spending time with them. They express that they're enjoying spending time with them. And they feel good about those people being in their presence. And they don't feel that way with you, Cody. So I'm not going to uproot my life for your bitch ass. So she tells Cody, like, yeah, no, probably, no, I don't really want to do that because you really only hear a couple nights a week. And Cody tries to go back and forth with her on as to whether or not it's really two nights or it's like three or four nights. And in a confessional, we get the breakdown of like what is exactly going on as if we didn't already know where Cody was laying his curly head at night. Anyway, um, 
Robin says that pre-COVID, Cody was pretty evenly split, splitting his time between the houses. But now it's basically about the behaviors of the household. This is the first time that Robin has really sounded like a brainwashed. (laughs) It's giving Stockholm Syndrome. It's giving prisoner. And I'm, this was really the first episode where I've actually been like a little bit concerned for Robin. And I think I felt a feeling like sadness. I don't know if I can really feel that emotion towards Robin, but, or anybody, you know, cause I'm a monster on my own, but I think it was sad, but I'll get into that later. Anyway. Uh, so she says that he's split things evenly in the past, but now is who's a good girl. And we know it's you, Robin, but you didn't say that. Um, and then Cody says in a confessional that before COVID, he would spend two nights between the three households of the three wives that he considers wives, Mary. Okay. So two nights at Janelle's, two nights at Christine's, two nights at Robin's. And if that wasn't clear enough for you, Mary, then he says, Mary's not, she's out of the rotation because we don't have a relationship like that. We're in a state of friendship. Not a fr- not an actual friendship, but a state of friendship. Something like a friendship. Somebody would say, not me, that it looks like friendship. And I might agree, but it's not friendship. It's a, just a state of friendship. Janelle says that now that they're in COVID times, Cody will stay longer stretches at one house and then he'll be gone for longer, which she actually thinks makes the most sense. And I agree with you, Janelle. I agree with you. It doesn't really make sense for you to be whipping your penis willy-nilly all through Flagstaff every couple of days. That's not really mitigating any risk, Cody. Stupid. (laughs) That literally does nothing. Anyway. um, So, Cody says that when Christine is fighting him about this two-day thing, he has no idea what she's talking about. Because before COVID, he was around two nights and like clockwork. And then Christine says in in her own confessional that this is actually the point that she and Cody have like the most contention over. They agree, disagree about this the most because in her mind, Cody says he's coming over for two, three nights a week, but he's really coming over at five o'clock. They're having dinner. They're maybe watching a movie. Then he's sitting there on his phone, not paying attention to anybody. They go to bed and he's gone before the girls even wake up the next day. So it's not really two days. It's, it's like a few hours. It's looking like, then she goes on to say, why can't he spend a couple of days with us? Like whole days, because I know he's spending his days somewhere (laughs) per. Okay. So Christine straight up tells Cody that she and her daughters don't really see the need for them to change their whole lives just to be able to see him. Okay. It's not really worth it. So in a confessional, Cody says that it's not really sustainable for their family long-term for him to be around or, or gone for so long, which I agree with, but then take it to the next step. You dumb bitch. Like, yeah, it's not really sustainable for you to be gone. But maybe you should consider why they're more willing to live their lives than dedicate themselves to their family, a.k.a. you. Maybe the 
Call is coming from inside the house. <sighs> if I know that Christine's love language is quality time, why doesn't he? Why doesn't he? <sighs> He's so stupid. Um, so then he says, like, I have people in my family who aren't like that. Like, she she doesn't... There are people in my family, Robin, who don't treat me like Christine does. And then he starts to get frustrated, and he's like, well, I don't have anything else to say about it. So Cody, of course, can't take responsibility for anything. So when she's explaining to him why she's choosing her children over him, of course, he gets very defensive. First, he tries to tell Christine that their trip to New York, I mean, New Jersey, which I feel like was not a slip... He, he was acting like she was just gallivanting around in Times Square, which honestly, I'm sure she probably was, to be honest with you. But he says that her trip to New Jersey was basically just a vacation. And that he says, not to Christine, but to us, that truly had kidney failure as a child. Um, yeah, because of you, Cody. And that because of that, she could potentially be high risk because his doctor, this mysterious doctor who's running this entire family, let me put it, put in that comment. I'll address it in a second is, um, you know, told him that COVID could potentially attack the kidneys and the lungs. So he is now blaming Christine for having her truly everywhere where she could be high risk. Now, I don't disagree with him on this. She probably should have been, uh, you know, keeping it a little bit cuter than she has. It does seem like she's been traveling more than, you know, I would imagine the CDC would have recommended for that time. So, you know, I'm on Cody's side about a few of these things because at one point she says families don't quarantine from each other. And it's like, yeah, no, like most a lot of families did, you know, and I don't understand why they're not understanding that you guys are not a typical family. So, you know, if you guys are living in four different homes, there are them's different rules, girl, them's different rules. But anyway, back to Cody, like you're the one, you're the reason why I truly went into kidney failure. Like this is on tape. The ladies went, the wives went to San Francisco to, like, pick out dresses. This happens in season six for their commitment ceremony. And Cody is left to watch the children. Truly is very clearly sick. And Aspen and McKelty keep telling him over and over, Truly's not feeling well. She's not behaving the way she usually does. And he's just like, oh, I just think she misses her mommy. Maybe she's got the flu. She'll be fine. And then she stopped drinking and her kidney shut down and she almost died. Okay. So, I mean, the truth of the matter is, yeah, she probably is probably slightly high risk, but the road all leads to you, Cody. Just think we should let the record reflect how she got that kidney failure in the first place. But again, I do agree with the fact that Christine probably has been traveling too much. I don't agree with this. New Jersey trip was just a, uh, 
vacation for you because I think he's just being petty and I feel like we already have gone over this Cody I think you said that you didn't believe Christine and that you thought she was just doing this for a vacation until you realized the severity of Isabel's uh, uh, pain so which one is it I hate when people are so flippy floppy like tell the fucking truth okay if you really feel like if you're feeling some type of way, then don't be like, oh, no, I get it. And then and then flip back to being shady about it. No, you already apologized. Don't flip back. Can you tell I'm dealing with something? <laughs> anyway, before I tell any of my business, let's get back to theirs. Um, so then what what happens after this? So then he goes on to say that for the past six months that the kids have complained to him about the protocols and how unfair it was and how all they would have to do is just change their behavior. And Christine says, well, that's nebulous. And then in a confessional, Christine says, you know what he really means? Misbehavior. Your misbehavior needs to be managed. He thinks what I am doing is misbehaving. And this is where Christine loses me when she says, well, people get in accidents all the time. Does that mean I'm going to not get in a car? It's like, well, don't listen to Peyton. Okay. Don't listen to Peyton. But Christine is absolutely right. Like Goofus may have had a point of like, if I were to get COVID and I still didn't see my dad, then this wasn't really about COVID in the first place. I think where I'm back on Christine's side is that this probably isn't so much about COVID protocols as he's mad at her because she's not doing what he as the head of household feels like he should just be able to say, you know, like, is she fighting a good fight because it's about COVID? Not really. But I also see how if you're at the end of your rope with your husband, then you're going to, you know, Clap back on a few things, even if maybe logically I can't really be on your side. But emotionally, I get you, girl. Cody tells Christine that they agreed to these protocols. And she's like, yeah, well, we agreed to them six months ago. And I find the whole thing ridiculous. So in confessionals, Janelle and Robin explain what they've been doing in terms of social distancing. And Janelle says they just do the normal things. The thing that the CDC have been asking, masking in public, remaining socially distanced, you know, whatever. Robin says they do all those things and more and that they have additional rules for their family, like not visiting people People aren't allowed to come into their homes and they don't go into other people's homes. The lie detector determined that to be a lie pretty much immediately, didn't it? (laughs) The editors really had fun with this episode. I could tell they're really not protecting any of their uh, talent, if you will. And I'm loving it. It, This is the shit that we like to see. I'm really loving it. So, Then Cody says in a confessional that he and Christine have different values about this and her desire to have him in her life is very different than Robin's because Robin will do anything to have him home. So she has decided to sequester her children, whereas Christine has gotten mad at him over wanting uh, like to push this bigger picture with a family, whereas Robin has always been supportive of that big picture. And again, this goes back to compliance. And not compliance with the 
COVID co- compliance with Cody's rules. So I, I, again, like I said, like I understand why Christine is so resistant because she's feeling like I've been listening to this stupid bitch <laughs> this whole time and enough, enough. Then Christine drops the biggest bomb that has been teased for quite a while that is actually a bomb, a a bit of shocking information. Christine says, well, the kids don't really leave the house. Like her kids don't really leave the house. And she's the only one who's going to the grocery store and stuff like that. And she masks up. And then she says, I feel like I'm doing the same thing as your nanny. The nanny that you and Robin have, because she is a nanny, right? Uh, skirt. (laughs) Excuse the hell out of me. Cody then says in a confessional, uh, Robin and I have an employee that we call a nanny. (laughs) So a nanny who comes to help with the childcare and the schooling of the children. Now, I hope you all know that when I'm, I'm side-eyeing the fuck out of this situation, it's not because she has help. It's because they've been acting like that $900,000 house that they've been living in is a fortress of solitude and nobody shall break that bubble. And sweet Ariola and Solomon are, are sitting high in their castle just hoping not to get covid at any given moment, let's truly be five feet, 11 inches away from them instead of their CDC mandated six feet. So a nanny, there's been a bitch in this house the whole time. Oh, girl. And it's not even a live-in nanny. This nanny has a whole husband that she goes home to and the husband is uh, out there doing whatever the fuck and shopping for the family. But apparently they're just so trusting of this nanny that she's just only going from their home to her home and nowhere else. And that the husband has promised to do everything else and that they're definitely not going out. And probably doing whatever the fuck they want and just telling you <laughs> that they're being careful. I mean, I don't know this nanny. Maybe I shouldn't slander her. But I also feel like, why do you trust her way more than everybody else? I mean, at the very least, why do you trust her more than Mary? We know Mary's not... Mary doesn't have a husband at home. <laughs> not like the nanny does. So why is she... Oh, okay. Okay. So Christine says that to her understanding, the nanny doesn't go anywhere. The husband's the one who goes out and does the shopping for the house. So by extension, she feels like she's the husband of her house. So why can't Isabel go over to Robin's? She's actually really devastated that she can't do that. So Christine is officially at the end of her rope in this confessional. And she's like, what is the nanny doing that is making her be able to come over But when I'm home, I do exactly that. And yet my girls can't see their siblings. What does the nanny do? And then she does this like head explosion motion by her temple. 
Bitch, I, what does she do? What does she do? Like, what does she do? But also, what does she do? I have a what does she do question. And I also have your what does she do question. Mm. Christine tells Cody that she feels like they should lift the restrictions completely. And then Cody says in a confessional that Christine's not doing the same thing as the nanny. And that this whole thing is so full of bullshit. Now, Christine goes on to say that it's been six months. She and Cody are not doing well. So I need a guarantee that we're all going to get together for Thanksgiving. Otherwise, I'm leaving. And she tells Cody this. And maybe hindsight is twenty twenty, But I felt like when she said, if we don't get together for Thanksgiving, I'm leaving. She meant like, I'm leaving you. <laughs> Not I'm leaving to go to Aspen's or whatever. So Cody gets really frustrated and he's like, well, we'll just figure out, uh, we'll just come to a consensus the next day and about what we're going to do for Thanksgiving. So in a confessional, Cody does this, like, I'm wiping my hands of the situation movement. And he's like, you know what? I'm done. And I'm just hoping when I come back the next day, she'll either change her mind or I can get some backup. (laughs) So so no room for you to do anything. Either she's got to change her mind or... I need people to bully her out of it. Help me. Okay. Um, Cody gets up to leave. And then he gets to his car. She gets up out of her chair. She's like, great, good talk. And then slams the door to her house. (laughs) And she says in a confessional that she doesn't even really think that Cody wants everybody in the family to get back together. And that that's actually a genuine concern of hers. Cody says that what we have right now is a fundamental breakdown of trust in the family. Yeah. Like, Christine doesn't trust that you have her best interests in mind or that you want to keep this marriage. (laughs) And you don't trust that you have an ally in her anymore because she's not doing what she said. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Okay, so at this point in the episode, I guess the producers have decided to give us a little bit of levity in the episode. But for me, it just caused a lot of anxiety because Tony and McKelsey are having their official gender reveal party. Christine tells us that they're wearing tie-dyed pink and blue shirts so as not to give away the answer of the gender of the baby. But the shirts that they were wearing were these, they were purple, right? They were, they were purple. Like, I know colors, right? And so... And I'm looking at these shirts that are clearly purple and blue and not pink and blue. And I'm thinking, okay, well, whatever uh, thing, surprise that they have cooked up for this uh, experiment is already going to be half-baked. And I I was right about that. I was definitely right. Anyway, McKelty and Tony are doing an interview 
And Kelsey says she's 16 weeks along. And Tony says, yeah, you're four, month, four months. And she looks at him and is like, oh, my gosh, am I? <laughs> so <laughs> then she says that they're going to have a home birth. And that really just made my anxiety skyrocket because I'm just imagining what their home looks like. I mean, the scent is coming to me first. It's hitting me. And the notes that are coming to mind for me are blue cheese, cheddar cheese, um, Colby Jack cheese, um, molded cheese, but not molded in the way that cheese should be. Like the bad kind of mold. I'm picking up on sweat, uh, sweaty hair, Kool-Aid, Powerade, the blue ones, all the blue colored aids. Um, And I'm just like, I was, the next thing that came up is like, gosh, what if they do a water birth? Are they going to do it in the tub? Because then it's just going to, like, are they going to clean out Tony's, hair out of the tub because I'm just imagining this baby sliding out of the birth canal and into a nest of Tony's shower hair and this is where the anxiety comes from I just they don't seem like clean people to me and that's just my truth Tony doesn't really want to have a home birth because he's concerned about any complications. And then we get the whole family history of home births. Cody's acting like he's had a baby before. And he's like, oh, well, uh, Tony's only hesitant because he's never had a child before. And I've had so many home births. And, you know, it's painful, but it's not that bad. And it's like, yeah, okay. I, I guess you have ovaries now or something. Um, so then, you know, the wives start talking about how they've done a mix of home birth and hospital births. And they all seem to be very pro home birth um yeah it was pretty boring there's pretty pretty old school sister wives in that way so then we get to the reveal the big reveal (laughs) finally we can find out this child who's already nine months old what what was the gender shock of all shocks um they're going to be doing an experiment called elephant teeth okay um, did I say element? Did I say element teeth? I think I said elephant. <laughs> so, um, first of all, oh, Christine mentions at some point that they, McKelty and Tony are staying at a hotel nearby and they're doing this gender reveal outside. So Tony and McKelty can, uh, co-mingle with Christine's kids, but everybody else has to socially distance. And Cody is there outdoors in what looks like a double mask. And he tells us that the reason why he's wearing the mask is not because he really feels like he should or wants to wear it, but so that he could be a passive aggressive dickhead to everybody and just remind people in the family what could be if they all get together. (laughs) These are the sort of mind tricks that you're trying to play on your family. What's wrong with him? Like, maybe you're being marginalized. Maybe you're not the head of the household anymore because you walk around here acting like a fucking dork. Maybe that's why. (laughs) Weird ass. So anyway, like I said, they're going to be doing elephant toothpaste, um, which you, Christine, Christine Nye, the science guy, very thoughtfully explains that if you combine certain things in a certain way, certain measurements... (laughs) 
then a reaction happens. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, girl. So they're going to be doing this like experiment and the foam is supposed to be in the color pink or blue, right? So I think it's fair to say that what we get, what the result is, is maybe something better described as elephant puke because it just looked like a foamy, messy pile of bile, really. Just like puke colored, like baby puke colored. Or you know that puke when you, I shouldn't talk about puke, but you know that puke when you like had a little too much to drink and you're just like, it's just bile. There, there's nothing left in you. And, and you're just, ugh, you know, that, that color. That's exactly what it looked like. So congratulations on um, your girl. <laughs> They're having a girl, I guess. Um, Christine at some point takes a cupcake and smashes it in Tony's face. And she says that, She's doing that because Tony threatened to smash a cupcake in Isabel's face. Isabel obviously is a defensive, defenseless woman who just had spinal surgery. And I guess we're just out here threatening people who are, have no defenses. Cool, Tony. Um, And so Christine decided to do her a solid and smash it in his face. But you know what? She really did that for America. So thank you, Christine. She's the MVP. Of the whole series, really. But especially in that moment. So next, the family is going over to Mary's house. They're going to be having a meeting to go over this apparently comprehensive list of rules and regulations that Cody and his doctor have drawn up in order to have the family come back together. Christine says in a confessional that it's extremely strange to her that this random nanny can come over and strut around the house, but they can't. So she wants to know exactly what the nanny is doing that she's not doing. Mary says that she's been quarantining for the past six months. And at this point, she's really not willing to be at Thanksgiving or Christmas sitting six feet away from everybody. So they got to figure something out. And Janelle is desperate. She says things are getting really frustrating for her. She's frustrated that they can't get back together and frustrated that they can't agree on rules and it makes her just want to run away. (laughs) Are you okay, girl? So all the parents sit down and Christine starts to talk about how she's hoping they can come to some sort of consensus and Cody is looking at her from the other side of the table like he could just reach over and choke her. Like, I have not seen hatred emanating from his eyes like this since uh mary looked at him or made a joke in his direction just pure vitriol Ooh, it was rough so then cody pulls out these rules out of a manila folder and he's printed them all out i'm like looked like maybe 30 copies of these rules like a real dwight Schrute that he is like i'm truly amazed at the amount of office supplies that this man seems to have, despite the fact that he's not had an actual office job in well over a decade. This man is like 50-something years old, and not anybody seems to have been able to track down any sort of career history. (laughs) After all these years of him being on the show, nobody can really answer what did he do. You say sales, but haven't we all been in sales? You know. 
Cody starts to pass out the rules and he asks Robin, do you want a copy? And Mary makes this joke to Robin, like, what, do you want a copy of the rules you made up? And so she starts to laugh and then Robin gets so upset. I thought her neck was going to rip that just like pop that my sister wife's sterling silver heart cross necklace right off of her neck. She was, woo, she was heated. Mary starts laughing, like I said, and Robin's like, you know what? No, I actually didn't write these rules. And then she sits and stews there for a second. And Mary's like, ha, yeah, like, I'm just joking. Like, she's not getting that Robin's actually pissed. So Robin just says, you know, um, let me just say this right now, since I know everybody's suspicious of me, but uh, can you please just stop? Can you stop being suspicious of me? Mary says, I, it was just a joke. And Robin kind of rolls her eyes and she's like, okay, but like, just realize, I just want everybody to realize that Cody made the rules. The Cody in a confessional um, is talking about this incident and he says Mary wasn't kidding, even though she said she was. <laughs> and then we get a close up on Mary, who, did you guys notice this? It seemed like, um, it seemed like Mary was workshopping which direction she was going to be taking her eyebrows in that day. Like if she was going to go a little bit higher or she was going to do her droopy dog, um, you know, a U-turn shape eyebrow that she likes to draw in. And it just seems like maybe she forgot um, to, to erase the one that she didn't pick. And so what we got was like a, like a split end (laughs) of eyebrows that were going in two totally different directions. God bless her. God bless in a confessional, Mary says that she had no idea that this was such a tough, su- uh, like a touchy subject. And honestly, she was just making a joke, which I kind of believe because nobody talks to Mary and his family. Like, how would she know? How would she know? Mary says to them that she's kind of upset that after 10 years, Cody doesn't know that she will defend Robin anytime, anywhere she has to. <laughs> Mary then continues To explain to Robin, like, no, I was honestly, I wasn't trying to be a jerk. And Cody and Robin both say to Mary, like, you don't have to make this about you. (laughs) It's like, well, Robin, you looked directly at her and said that she's not the one who made the rules. So it kind of would make sense that she made it about her. But the fact that they both said it, like, at the same time, like, clearly you guys have been talking. You don't have to make this about you, Mary. <laughs> so, it's like, neither do you, Robin. You're the one who caused this. Anyway, um, so Robin says that there have been members of the family that have been blaming her because they don't like the rules. And then she goes on to say that there have been misunderstandings and that she's had to correct them. And then she says in a confessional... <laughs> That one of the kids, Goofus, called her and talked to her about loosening up the rules so people can see each other as a family. And that she was just confused as to why they were asking her because it wasn't her idea. She's not the one who made up the rules. And she very specifically pointed out that their dad, Cody, is not someone to be run by one of his wives. And Robin tells the other wives that 
she needs everybody to stop directing things her way if that's what's happening in their homes. Because I can't have Ariella and Solomon be away from Cody for two weeks. So I'm following the rules very closely. So now we're 30 min 33 minutes in. Robin's cry count begins. And this is a whew, watershed moment. And by that I mean like the dam burst and the waterworks flew from this point on. She says in a confessional, why would anybody think that this is me? Why would I try to cause some sort of disharmony in the family? I don't know, probably because you're the only one getting the quote unquote benefits of being with Cody. I mean, the optics. I can understand how Robin would be frustrated because it's almost like she's the good student. She's the teacher's pet. I think she's trying to angle this as like, she's the teacher's pet. She's the one who's doing everything. She's the one adhering to the rules. And so she's getting the privileges. <laughs> I'm using air quotes, but I know in their world, apparently being with Cody is a privilege. To me, I'd be like, mm, you know, take it, girl. But different worlds, right? Different strokes. Um, oh, now I'm thinking about Cody stroking. Moving on. Um so I, I can understand how she's feeling like, well, he just, he laid out these rules I'm following. And so I'm getting all the benefits. And now you guys are mad at me, even though they're very clearly defined rules and you guys don't want to follow them. And so it's making me look like I'm the, the puppet. <laughs> I'm the master and you're all the puppets. And that couldn't be further from the case because Cody would never let me make any sort of rules for this family and you guys all know that and it's like girl i don't know if you hear yourself but that's not like the flex you think it is look in a confessional janelle says with regard to somebody calling whoever this mysterious child may have called <laughs> robin i don't know i don't want to open that can of worms because there's a lot of drama <laughs> like, yeah janelle we know it was him we know it was goofus we do <laughs> you don't want to talk about it because it's your kid and I know that's awkward it's awkward I get it but like let's call a thing a thing people or maybe not like maybe I'm enjoying these easter eggs of like them not saying what the truth is but we all know we all know um Christine then tells Robin that she brought up the nanny stuff with Cody because her children had brought it up to her and so she just wanted to know if the nanny is the goal then I just wanted to know what it, she does to have access. So at this point, they actually start to look at the rules. And Janelle says in a confessional, where were these rules months ago when I asked for them? And it, it's weird to me that after all of a sudden, after all this time, this information is only now being offered up. So Janelle looks at the list and turns to Cody and she says, some of these are reasonable, but you want us to clean our mail with alcohol wipes? And in a confessional, Janelle says she's actually astounded by some of these rules. And she reads them off of her phone, and they are as follows. Wear masks in public. Sanitize your hands after shopping. Wipe down products and groceries with alcohol wipes before bringing them into the home. Remove shoes outside. Change clothing after visiting shops or other homes or businesses. Only take out no sit-down restaurants. 
Two-week quarantine after traveling or having visitors in your home. No movie theaters, restaurants, fitness centers. Uh, the kids can see friends if they're 10 feet apart, but only for short times, periods of time, etc. When Janelle's done reading this, she's like, okay. And those are the 10 million commandments of Cody. <laughs> she says this in a confessional and then her face immediately gets red. Like, oops, I let that slip. <laughs> So Janelle then turns to Cody and says, okay, well, I have some birthday presents for you. So I guess I'll just uh, leave them on your porch or something. And then Cody shoots back and is like, you can mock it or you can find a way. And Janelle rolls her eyes. In a confessional, Cody says, what are you too lazy to do a few more chores? Because all these are just little chores. Ew. Ew. If my partner ever called me lazy... Ugh. Ugh. Yuck. Yuck. Christine says that she doesn't feel like these lists of items are really realistic. But Robin says, I don't really see them as that hard to follow because it means that Cody's in my home. So Mary's back to her jokey self in her confessional. She's like, I'm open to having a list of rules. If it, this means Cody's going to come over, then give him, give him to me and I'll follow him. <laughs> Christine looks up at Robin and says, okay, so if we follow all these rules, can we get together for Christmas? Robin looks back at Christine, doesn't actually say anything, and then just points her finger at Cody like, don't ask me this question. Ask head of the household, Cody. And then Cody turns to Robin and he goes, are you the head of the family? And then in a confessional, Cody says, you know, it's pissing me off that the women are looking as Robin as some to, for some sort of approval. And then he starts yelling, I don't have a head wife in this family. I've had women that have tried to be, all right? I've had plenty of wives who have tried to be. Okay. <laughs> the Robin cries again in a confessional and he says, well, this is why it's so ridiculous to think that I'm the one who's making these rules up because I know Cody's like this. He's not going to have a wife come in and try to tell him what to do. He's just not. And this is a moment where I started to feel an ounce of sadness for Robin. Like she doesn't understand how dark that is <laughs> to be like, I couldn't possibly be the ringleader because Cody wouldn't listen to me that way. Like, why does she not hear that? Mm. Cody says in a confessional that this is like the biggest depths of betrayal that in the family that he can imagine. And that he's shocked at how this conversation is going. Janelle says straight up in a confessional that she does not trust them. And she feels like even if they adhered to all these rules, that something's going to happen. Cody and Robin are going to get suspicious that somebody's lying and they're going to just cut, cut everybody off. And then <laughs> she says, I'm at my wits end with this whole bullshit stuff. <laughs> Cody then tries to invoke some sort of religious trauma element to the whole situation. And he pulls out a copy of the rules and he says, you guys need to look at this like a scripture and lay it over your lives and see if it fits. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Janelle straight up says, yeah, I don't think this is going to work for us to all get together. And then Cody says that these aren't the rules for him to come over to the house. These are the rules for everybody to come together as a family. So then what the fuck are we doing? Janelle starts laughing and so do I because like what? (laughs) Janelle says that she feels like they're acting like she doesn't do anything when in fact she's doing everything that the government has been recommending that they do. Christine and Janelle kind of start to tag team and agree that most people do most of the rules on this list, but it's pretty ridiculous to expect everybody to do all of those. And then Robin mumbles, well, I've been doing them for the past seven months. And Janelle says, well, that probably would have been a mental health crisis for me. I'm just going to tell you right right now. I would have had a breakdown. (laughs) Why don't we unpack Janelle not liking Robin? Are we going to get more into that? Maybe we could save it for next season when Christine's tapped out. I want to know more about Janelle not liking Robin because I really think I would get a a tickle and and a cackle out of that. Robin cries again and says she's just trying to do what's best for the family. And then Cody says in a confessional that Robin's following the rules and she's getting blamed as though she's the one who's making the rules. And then he starts laughing and sarcastically does this voice like, yeah, like no woman would actually want to do what Cody wants. (laughs) Yeah, no woman actually wants to do what Cody wants. Like you should think of it as weird that Robin is listening to you. You you honestly should. (laughs) You should think about that, uh, that as a strike against her. <laughs> her worst quality is that she loves you. <laughs> her second worst quality are the eyebrows. And honestly, it's a pretty close second. But the worst, the first one is the worst. Um, so in a confessional, Christine says, I understand why Robin needs to follow these rules because Cody's at her house every single day. But he's not at mine every day, so I don't feel like I need to follow them. Then Cody tries to play victim and says that he feels like people, that when he feels like people are coming at him and disagreeing with the rules, he feels like what they're actually trying to do is undermine him. And Christine says, I'm not trying to do that at all. I just feel like we should be able to ask you questions. And Janelle nods and agrees. And in a confessional, Christine says, If we're in a marriage where I can't bring up things that are frustrating instead of feeling like I'm undermining you, doesn't that sound more like a dictatorship than a marriage? (laughs) Growth. Growth and possibilities. Enlightenment. An aha moment from Christine. We love to see it. In her own confession, Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Robin's like, why can't you just wipe down a couple packages and change your clothes when you get in so we can all see each other? (laughs) I... I don't know why I'm hating on her so bad because this is like a broken woman, Robin. She really is. And I, I should, I should give her more empathy. I'm not going to do it, but I should. And isn't, isn't acknowledging the first step. I'll get to the other ones later. Janelle mentions again that she has adult kids at her house and that they're kind of doing their own thing. And in a confessional, Cody says, maybe my decision to be less romantic with Janelle was a mistake. Because now she's choosing our kids over the marriage. How many times do I have to call this man a dumb bitch before he realizes that he is a dumb bitch? <laughs> then he says, maybe it's just like a mothering or nurturing thing, but these kids are adult kids. They're supposed to be men, but they're adults. Why don't you just say that you don't like Goofus and Gallant? Because I feel like we're just moments away from just mentioning that. And I feel like he should just say it. Because to just get on TV and be like, "Ah, these children of mine are supposed to be men, but they're not. They're just like technically adults. (laughs) Jesus. Ooh. Um, But also it's like, yeah, do you think that maybe... Um, your decision to take a step back and withhold a loving relationship from your wife has made her decide to choose the children that are actually around instead of you who is not and is also being withholding intentionally. (laughs) Gee, I wonder how that backfired on you, my guy. What a surprise. Janelle says in a confessional that as the years go by, she gets closer and closer to her children And so, yeah, if she has to make a decision between the rest of the family and even Cody or her children, she's going to pick her kids every time. And I think, I mean, this is pretty classic. It happens with parents who are married is that they live their lives for their kids. And then they, well, I mean, maybe this is not the same thing. Maybe Janelle has now made the decision to live her life for her kid. And it's just like, yeah, what's the point? She's kind of like where Christine is at. If you're only going to be around every now and again, then I'm going to invest my time in the people who are around and who love me and who want to be with me. Makes sense to me. So Christine tells everybody that Aspen invited her up to Utah for Thanksgiving. And she says, to be honest with you, kind of sounds like a lot better than having to do all these rules to get together with the rest of the family. Janelle straight up tells everybody that they're not going to be there for Thanksgiving. They're not going to be able to adhere to these rules, but maybe we can circle back on Christmas. Christine says pretty much she wants to go to Utah, but it's not definite yet, but she's going to talk to the girls. Robin turns to Mary and says, do you have anything to say? Cause you've been keeping your mouth shut basically this whole time since I snapped at you. <laughs> 
since I cut your head off. I wonder why you're being quiet now. And Mary's like, uh, you know, I kind of feel like most of this stuff doesn't really apply to me. And she basically says that she's been adhering to these rules for the past seven months and she's not been able to be around everybody. So she's just going to Eeyore this whole situation and just mope around until somebody finally notices her and says, Hey, do you want to come over? lady who has nobody in her house and has been not doing anything or seeing anybody. <laughs> Do you want to come and play? Ugh. They get Christine's reaction to this and her jaw actually drops. And she's like, when I heard that Mary's not been able to see anybody, my heart really went out to her because I don't know how she's been alone this whole time and been able to stay sane. Mary says in a confessional that she's actually kind of frustrated with this whole situation because she really would like to interact more with Robin and the kids. And she's been following the same rules as Robin, but she's not been able to see them or come over. Why didn't you guys just have Mary be the nanny? Why are you paying somebody? Mary has expressed how much she loves them those kids and how much she wants to be around them and she's following the rules she's in the family so why are you paying somebody to do what could be done in the family and now this woman's like changing her whole life to accommodate and 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 robin wonders why people think that she's running the whole show you know cody tells Mary, like, well, I think you've been socially distancing, so do you want to come over and see the kids? And Mary's like, yeah. I've been telling you guys that I've been wanting to do that, but you've both said it's not time yet. And Robin stops her and says, no, I told you that Cody has to make the decision, and I don't know how it's going to blow over with the whole family members if you and I are interacting and nobody else is. Cody makes a joke about scheduling a play date for Mary. (laughs) Like, girl, if you didn't know that he doesn't want to fuck you ever again, know now when he just compared you to Robin's children. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, um, she, Mary says in a confessional that she doesn't understand why they haven't had that conversation earlier and that she knows that Robin has talked to Cody about this. Or, so she doesn't understand why things haven't happened sooner. So the meeting ends with Cody saying that he feels like they're just not going to have a family Thanksgiving. It's just going to be whoever's around. And then he says some weird shit about there being a lack of loyalty in his marriages. And where is that going to put them in 5, 10, or even 15 years from now? Uh, 5, 10, or 15 months from now, you should be thinking. Christine says in a confessional that it hurts to be around Cody at this point, And it's easier just to leave. And what COVID has brought out in their family is how much they want to be a family or not. Everybody leaves Mary's except for Robin. So she comes back to tell Mary, we're okay. And you do, we do need to schedule a play date. And they hug. And then they talk about how they didn't even think about how they were like not socially distancing with the hug. But Robin says she feels like it'll be okay. And she's just going to give it up to God put it in his hands and you know that Mary's more important so Mary is like why did it take you so long to get to this place and Robin says that it wasn't her choice 
And then Mary and Robin keep crying at each other about how Mary was joking and all she was trying to say was that it was just kind of silly that Cody was handing you rules that you've already been adhering to. Um, And that, you know, it just... Robin says that it just rubbed her the wrong way because there have been rumors about her making the rules and how ridiculous that is because she's never known Cody to let a wife pull strings to this extent and how Cody's his own man and she would have never been able to pull this off, like pull off the strictness on her own. And then she says, you know, she's always wanted Mary to come hang out, but she didn't want other people to misinterpret what they were doing and get upset with her. And Mary's like, Okay, well, I still don't understand. But then she kind of stops and is like, you know what? It's fine. (laughs) I don't really want to get into it. So she says in a confessional that... Robin says this in a confessional that Cody did tell her that she and Mary could get together. But that she told him that it would be a change in protocol. And if he was going to be changing protocol, then he needed to tell everybody about them hanging out. So which one is it? Because I'm confused. First, you say that Cody's not the type of man to have his strings pulled. But then you say that Cody was the one who initiated this conversation about getting with Mary. And you shut it down. (laughs) And then you said that he brought it up again. And that you shut it down again. I'm confusion. The episode concludes with Mary in a confessional saying that she's glad Robin came back to talk to her. And she says, I'm more glad that she's okay with me because I don't like it when she's not. (laughs) Robin says that she loves Mary and she hates when she's alone and she wants her to be happy. And if she could wave a magic wand, she would. And she would make it so Mary was happy and that she and Cody could figure their stuff out. But she can't do that. And then she says, I can't express how hard it is to be in a plural family where my husband and my husband and his wives are having problems and it completely affects my life, but I'm really supposed to stay out of it and I have no say. And then she says that it's like a weird thing because you have to respect the relationship that Cody has with his wives. But on the other hand, their relationship affects her relationship with Cody and that it's really making her relationship with Cody really, really hard. Tears, tears, tears. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, girl. I do feel a little bit of empathy because she's following the rules and the other women are ostensibly not. And by other women, I mean Mary and, excuse me, Janelle and Christine. And she doesn't want to take the heat for that. I get that. But I also feel like she's not telling the whole truth. And trying to, like, hide behind this Cody's a misogynist who would never listen to me is, uh, you know, like I said, not the look that she thinks he, <laughs> that it is. But good luck to you, girl, because you're really about to be the last woman standing. So I hope. I hope. Let's all hope. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Happy New Year's. To you guys, we'll be back next week uh, with a new recap. Uh, Yeah. Love you. Bye.